Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. And to our friends in Australia, good day. Welcome to the Right Frame Academy's weekly podcast. And don't forget, make sure you hit that follow button so you can keep up to date where all is happening on the Right Frame Academy. And if you want to contact us, it's simply mark at therightframeacademy.com. Now, this week, we have a fantastic guest, Marco Duar, who is the CEO and owner of the Big Red Cloud. Now, the Big Red Cloud is one of the top providers in Ireland in online and offline accounting, bookkeeping, and payroll software services. They are the leaders when it comes to this, this type of service and offering. But not only that, Mark himself has ran 14 marathons. Also, he's done eight Ironmen. And the last Ironman race I believe he done was the World Championships, where only the top 2% of anyone taking part in the Ironman can actually enter that. So extremely impressive. So without any further ado, let's have a chat with Mark. Hi, Mark. Thank you for joining me today on the Right Frame Academy podcast. I really appreciate it. Mark, do you Thanks want to for having your... me, Mark. No problem at all. Do you want to give your little spiel, though, for anyone who doesn't know who the Big Red Cloud is, which is probably only one or two people in Ireland at the moment, because um, your marketing and branding is so good. But just anyone listening who may not know what you're all about, can you just give it a small little spiel there? Yeah, li we're literally a very... Uh easy way to manage your accounts, Mark. So Bigger Cloud is a, an online accounting platform that will raise your invoices, help you get paid, do your bank, create a trading profit loss and balance sheet, create the VAT reports you need for the revenue, uh, all in a very simple and easy to use format uh, with access to our uh, award-winning support team here uh, based in Dublin uh, that will answer any question, no matter how small or how many how simple you think the question might be they will answer the question. So with a lot of hand-holding and uh, really helps you to run a more efficient business, gives you more time to work on your business than in the business and um, any questions you have, we'll answer them for you. And the beauty about your product too is it's a, it's a small flat, flat fee per month, which is brilliant. Yes, yeah, 28 euros a month plus fat mark and that includes uh, unlimited users, unlimited reports um, and uh, unlimited access to our support team. So uh, it really is, you know, it's less than the price of a cup of coffee a day. And uh, for its business critical software, it actually helps you run a more profitable business. And we've put in a lot of automation tools, Mark. So we've done links with all the Irish banks. So if you're running with AIB, Bank of Ireland, Revolut, we can suck in all the receipts and payments that you've done in your bank, comes into your accounting package automatically and saves on time and saves on human error inputting stuff. We also have a purchase invoice importer. So no longer do you have to type the invoice in, they can be scanned directly into Big Red Cloud. And again, cutting down time and cutting down uh, human error. Brilliant. And the, thing, and the thing you might know, Mark, is in not, about 1992-93, my wife used to own a bookkeeping company. And one of our, one of our clients was um, Super Value in Malahide. And their accountants were Brian Feely and the company. So oh, we had good. won the first of the big red book in the company because I'm retrained as an accountant and so did I. So we're used to the old fashioned red book, the, 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 the check payments book and the ledger and all that type of stuff. So we're using one of the first ones when I think it's one of the partners in Brian Feeling and one of his brothers were designing the software and designing the whole thing. 
So I remember well, even- Well done you, Mark. You, you know the history. Yeah, it was four accountants and a computer programmer who was a brother of one of the partners that actually wrote Big Red Book. And that was the predecessor to Big Red Cloud. Some people don't realize Bigger Cloud is the same product as Big Red Book. But as I say, for those listeners that don't know, it came from the old red ledgers people used to use that you obviously use, Mark. Uh, we had columns and rows on it. So it's very spreadsheet-esque in its look and feel because it's got these columns and rows. You can see all your transactions uh, on the screen and you've got a change or delete function, which is like Tipex in the old days for the books. So if you make a mistake, you can change it easily. So if you're not an accountant or a bookkeeper, you can run your own accounts because we give you the confidence to add, add in the transactions. And if there is a, a an error, you can then edit it. And isn't that one of the great things about even about your software? And even then, I could see it where a lot of people who run their own business, when they have other software, when they put a figure in, they don't know where it's gone. They don't know what the two sides are. They don't know where is that figure gone and how it's been used. Where with your type of stuff, it's actually like having the book open in front of you. They can actually see where the figure's gone, how it's affecting them, and 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 by making changes, you don't need any qualification of being a bookkeeper. Even you just. It does, it does all the work in the background. Yeah, we we spent millions developing the software to make it as easy and simple for a, a person who doesn't know bookkeeping accounts, and it, it's doing all that work in the background. Um, so, but it yeah, it looks really simple on the in the when you're doing it, when you're using it. Yeah, talking about the pandemic and COVID, Mark. Yeah, just on your business, how did it affect your business? Um, at the beginning and in the middle and the end of, of what all that COVID and and the mass shutdown and businesses being confused and not knowing what to do. You as a business separately, how did it affect, affect you and your team? Well, well, like everybody else, we uh, 12th or 13th of March, 2020, uh, sent everybody home and um, had to be prudent about the future uh, with all the businesses closing down because we deal with an awful lot of um, hospitality um, which were completely closed. So we, we all took a, a 15% pay cut and, um, we managed to pay that back. So none of our staff are actually ultimately affected in any way financially, um, thankfully. But uh, customers of ours that had Big Red Book, which is the original product market that we mentioned there earlier on, and um, that's loaded on your desktop. They couldn't get into their offices. So we had to give accountants free licenses for their home offices. So we gave them free. Uh, we, we gave... Um, uh, payment holidays for people that are using bigger cloud that were down on, on revenues. Um, but the thing about uh, the pandemic, despite the fact that those businesses were closed down, they were just temporarily closed down. That still meant they still have to do a VAT return, a bi-monthly VAT return. So they still needed an accounting package. So they still needed us. So our software was still required during the pandemic. And us as a business were as efficient with staff working from home as we were working in the office. And as a result now, I have very little people here in an office, which is over two and a half thousand square feet. I might have two or three people in a day because they now like working from home and we, we aren't anal enough to force them to come in uh, to the office. So look, overall, um, thank God it didn't really affect our business because people did need uh, our software. And, you know, COVID um, actually generated some uh, very innovative ideas. Uh, people came out and actually started businesses up in 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 COVID, yeah. believe it or not. And true, true. they needed an accounting package. So we still got new sales, but we went from our, our minimum sales pre-COVID was between 50 and 100 new companies a month. And that went down to maybe 20 companies a month in, in COVID. So new sales were affected, uh, but existing business, uh, we, we actually maintained it very, very well. And the government supports, Mark, helped a lot. 
Uh, the yeah. other thing we had to do, Mark, during uh, the pandemic was with the uh, EWSS, the Emergency Wage Sub Scheme, and the Temporary Wage Sub Scheme, the TWSS. Uh, we made a decision to rewrite our program, our payroll program, thirty times to make it easy for for our customers to pay their staff. Our competitors actually made them work the calculations out in Excel and then put the final figures into into, into their payroll, whereas we integrated it fully into it so it made it much easier and that as a result has created an awful lot of loyalty from our customers uh, for helping them out so much yeah a lot of research and development there and one interesting thing you said mark because i was talking to someone last week and it's interesting to see what your take on this is they're managing staff like their staff work from home for a long time but now this manager's view is if he's promoting anybody in the future he'd be really only looking at people who's in the office and it's really a sign of some managers don't have the skill to manage people remotely and, and and need to bring them in what like had you did i think you... i think that's i think that's uh that that particular individual we're talking about is a bit of a control freak um Absolutely. i you know when you got to learn very early on business like leave away the idea about people working home but employ people that can do a job that you can't do and then let them get on and do with it uh, the control style manager will be on them they'll be nitpicking they'll be micromanaging and ultimately that'll end in a disaster. So then bring forward the work from home. Why would you give somebody um, a better advantage because they're coming into the office and somebody working home could be a better worker? That, that is not a, that's not a logical decision. You employ the person who deserves the job the best and whether they're where they're working from makes no difference. And if they're actually working better because they work from home and they're more comfortable with their whole uh, personal environment in that situation, but they're still very efficient as a, as a worker for your business well they deserve as much of a chance of being uh promoted as somebody working in the office and and isn't that really a sign of in one way COVID has brought out strong management people people who are who are really good at managing people and people really who looked good at managing people in an office environment but when you really start having big a big crisis like pandemic hit you suddenly see who the people that are really good and they really have the skill set to manage small groups of people and large groups of people. Yeah, it really, it really weeds out that. You're 100 right, Mark. Um, and it was a, it was an ideal opportunity where you know you could have been blinker thinking they were absolutely brilliant, and then a circumstance such as COVID hits, and you actually realise who actually the stronger characters are. Uh, I look, I did ask my staff once the government opened up the country uh, if they'd come in three days one week and two days another week, only for their own mental health. Health. That's all. No other reason. Uh, and yeah. they started at the start, but now. They, they don't listen to me any longer. So <laughs> I, I'm not, I don't, I don't care. Like the company's running really, really efficiently. And if it suits them better to stay at home and my company runs efficiently, well then, so be it. But you hit on a good thing there too. The mental health issue is a big thing. Like an awful lot of people, even myself and you're probably yourself, there's an awful lot of pluses to work from home. But also there's a not, there is a plus in getting out there and meeting the people you, you work with once or twice a week whether it's talking about the office, talking about what's on TV or talking about rubbish, just just to talk and just to get out there. That we, we see an awful lot of people who are working from home, but like they're in a way they're suffering mental health issue wise because they don't have these other people that safety net to talk to people. They're insular. They're they're in a in an environment where they're not getting interaction, which is a human need. Mark, you do need to interact yeah. with other people, and it's it's a it's a it's like just. 
it's a requirement for people to grow and develop and express themselves. And you said earlier on, you, 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 you know, you mentor people. And even if it's just a cup, cup of coffee a week, like that would not be the same online. They, they're getting no. from you because they're feeling your energy and you're actually likewise feeling their energy and you're able to then put your cloth to meet the measure in terms of what you're going to advise them based on seeing them physically. Yes. So oh, I, 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 we, we want a contract with the Kildare Wicklow Education Training Board uh, to do free training on payroll and accounts. And that really, it really came home to me because I, we won that contract. It was a face-to-face meeting. And I don't think we would have won that if it was remote because no. I was able to pick up yeah. some things in that um, meeting that I was then able to uh, give them a better service knowing what they needed based on physically meeting them, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. Do, because I remember even during the pandemic, we, we lost one customer who was um, who was going abroad and moving the business abroad and even trying to win business. Irish, the Irish people, I think in particular, do an awful lot of business, probably like the Chinese, face-to-face, shaking hands and talking to people. And it's more about whether you get the right feel for the person. And there's all those other other sublime things at the moment before you get on to the main thing about what business you're going to give them and how you're going to help them. They want to see who you are. You're right. They want to see who your family are, talk, have a bit of a chat about you. Do you have the same likes with the GAA or the football or Manchester United or Liverpool? They like to see some type of connection. And it's very hard to build that up over Zoom. It's it's very hard. It's really hard. But the, the remoteness of it. But um but the other thing, you're big into fitness. Like you run, if I remember correctly, I think the last time I looked online, I think it was 11 marathons. And is this is this seven or eight now Iron Men? Uh, 14 marathons. And uh, I have entered nine Iron Men, full Iron Men, and I've finished eight of them. And wow. I managed to uh, race the Iron Man World Championships last October, where only two, the top 2% in the world uh, that do Iron Men actually qualify for the World Championships. That was in Hawaii. In on the island of Kona, and it was uh, it was my goal, Mark, uh, that I set ten years ago when I started Ironman. Uh, it, was a, it was a big audacious goal. Didn't know whether I was going to make it or not, uh, but you know I put the effort in. I took the the knocks, and uh, I qualified in in Copenhagen Ironman in on the twenty first of August last year. And six weeks later, I found myself on the start line of Hawaii. Um, so fantastic. Yeah. And do you do you think like you need an awful lot of focus, an awful lot of dedication, an awful lot of structure? Does that help you in your business life or vice versa? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, uh, you're right. You, you you need all the dedication. You need the focus. You need the resilience, which is uh, the same you need in business. And uh, both complement each other. So I'm coming in here. I might have done an hour training in the pool or out for an hour and a half run or what it might be. And I'm hitting the office at nine o'clock and I'm buzzing because I'm full of the endorphins. So that energy then actually transfers to the staff and it's you know creates a really good environment and uh, at the same time then when i'm out on a five-hour cycle training cycle at wicklow i come up with some of my best marketing ideas because i'm out there in the beauty of county wicklow and i my mind is free and i'm just you know i'm my head is just thinking and uh, you got to entertain yourself some way when you're on a five-hour cycle so, so uh, <laughs> that's do, what yeah. i do so they really do complicate and then co- complement and then when you're you're not back in 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 in, um, in sport it gives you that resilience when you're in business because we all get knockbacks in business and the success of somebody is based on how um, good they are at uh, taking the knocks. Yeah, and how and, and probably how good they are at clearing the head and seeing what the knocks are. Like sometimes people being knocked is one thing, but 
not realizing what the knock is or what the what the problem is, you you can't really find a solution then. And you're right, being, no. when it's going out for walks or out for cycles or for runs, you need that clear space in your head, don't you? Just to just to, it gives you that opportunity, as you say. Like you 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 could have had a really crap day in the office, and if you get out and do a run or do what you like, I mean, don't take it. You got to do what I do because I'm yeah. mine's a little bit out there. But like I would just go out for an hour and a half, two hour run, and I come back in and I've forgotten about it, and I've got some solutions for the next day to address what had happened in the previous day. So it really does help. And I could, I would encourage your listeners to do some form of uh, physical activity. If it's just walking or if it's hiking or maybe just do some uh, cold water swimming or, you know, whatever, whatever suits you, but it will help you uh, develop as a person and it will benefit you in your business life. Brilliant. And Mark, in 2009, you're probably one of the first, companies Irish companies and what you do that change from the big red group to cloud because you saw the right. way things developing you thought saw the way technology was going and you saw that it, it, like I remember talking to someone else in a completely different industry it was actually in the heat, home heating systems and he was doing the exact same he was putting all his all his brochures and everything up on on the cloud because and he actually went and did a ma- um a course or a masters in, in cloud computing because he wanted to be up to date what do you think the next big challenge for businesses, small businesses like yourself, who are now in the cloud, but like, is there something coming down the road they need to be they need to be aware of? Yeah, so obviously the big talk at the moment, Mark, is uh, ChatGPT. Yeah. So these uh, uh, artificial intelligence tools that are starting to write essays for the kids in college or the kids in school, that is going to be uh, a part of uh, business uh, for everybody's future. And um, so it's all about automation. Where we're ripe for automation in our business because obviously the manual typing the stuff in um, and and we've embraced that as I mentioned earlier on, we've got the uh, automatic purchase invoice where you can scan that in, the automatic links with your bank accounts. And so more and more automation is gonna come in where you might just talk the invoice and it'll automatically be in your system. You know, right. so, so it's, 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 it's automation, it's uh, bots, it's artificial intelligence. That's, that's, the, that's gonna be the future. And tell me, You've developed a business. You bought. You, you became part of it. You bought it out, and and, and you've grown it to to to, to being the leader of what you do in Ireland, and 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 one of the top brands. Have you ever thought about maybe going to the UK or going to the next step? Are you happy where you are? Like what? Yeah, no, we did, Mark. I'm not. I'm not too sure if you're aware of our history, but we tried to list on the. Uh, alternative investment market, the AIM, which is a junior stock market in London in 2014. Uh, we had a, a 100-year-old uh, UK stockbroker came o- over to convince us that we could do it. We got caught in headlights. We said we would. We went over and we got the company prepared. And there's a huge amount of preparation, believe me, in yeah. uh, becoming uh, IP, IP ready, IPO ready. And we went out on the roadshow. We were raising $5 million. Uh, it was a two-week roadshow. On the Tuesday of the second week, we had offers of 4.1 million against our 5 million raise. And an Israeli company issued a profit warning and they lost 65% of their share price in two hours and the stock market fell away. The uh, small cap investors started getting worried and said, you know, we're not going to invest name listed companies. And uh, it all came to a grinding halt. But the idea there was to take that money and really drive the band brand true in the UK because in the UK there are 44,000 new startup businesses every month yeah it's a huge market right. I remember when we yeah. launched when I launched a business over there um, it was actually a DVD rental business um, and like we, we're, we're doing well this is before Netflix I couldn't raise the money for an online but we had before Netflix came to Ireland before it came to the UK 
like we are slow grown here. But when we went to the UK, what we grew in one month took us like nine months over here. It just yeah. the market size is just phenomenal. Huge. Like, so so yeah, look, we did we did attempt to we have, you know, we do have customers in the UK. Our product is accessed by 19 different countries on a daily basis. And then that could be as simple as an inward investment business looking to get an Irish product for their accounts or a business owner heading off to Portugal for his golf holidays, wanting to look back into his accounts to see what the what the figures are like. So it's a combination. Uh, but our product is super suitable to run in um, 50 Commonwealth countries because it's the same accounting rules as the UK and Ireland, uh, Mark. So yeah. um, it is the attention that we are going to, we're, we're, we're currently, because of Brexit, because you mentioned earlier on, uh, we did pivot and we have been researching uh, Malta and Cyprus, two highest English speaking countries in the Eurozone that have the same accounting rules as Ireland. So we are, we are have them simmering in the background, basically. Okay. And tell me also, like you're probably in a unique position in, in that you have a lot of customers, you nearly 75,000 plus customers. You have, oh, you're dealt with the 75,000 customers over a period of time. You, you would see what's happening on, in the SME section at the moment. Coming out of the pandemic, and in, in some sense, there's still people nervous about what will happen tomorrow or, or next day, but we, we really are coming over. We are coming over or have come over. What do you think are the big challenges for SMEs? over next year or, 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 or two years going forward. Someone running a small company that is wondering, what should they be looking out for? Like what are the challenges they might face? From your well, point the single biggest, single biggest challenge, Mark, that small businesses have at the moment is the uh, the elephant in the room, which is the debt warehousing. Yes. So they, they, won't have cleared, they won't have cleared their, uh, their VAT uh, that they encountered during uh, the pandemic years. So that is a massive challenge for any business out there. And I think it's something the government need to address, uh, whether that is turning that into kind of a long-term loan or something like that. Uh, because if they don't, they're going to find a lot of companies going for that quick um, uh, administration. Uh, we're going to lose a lot of businesses because they won't be able to afford the same business. So that, I think, is the single biggest challenge of businesses out there at the moment. Uh, it looks like um, inflation has uh, abated. And it it's, does, come, yeah. it's come it's come down and uh the fear of another um um recession i think uh, is not going to happen no um but i think they need to be innovative i think they need to look to other countries such as america to see what other businesses in their industry are doing uh, because eventually to come in here so why not be you know a first mover and uh, and try and bring in new and innovative uh services and uh, products to their uh, to their customers and and you, you are right the warehousing because a lot of people i know in small business the warehousing is one thing that they would have an awful lot of um an awful lot of problems with um and yes. some people some of them and when you say warehousing the people they think of the most of hundreds of thousands somebody is only owed 10 or 15 or twenty thousand, but to them it's a huge amount of money it's like it's, absolutely it's, it's, they don't have 10 or fifteen thousand in the back oh. pocket no, I'm, I'm, people think because they have their own business and they run their own business that there's cash there all the time, which we both, we both know. Like that, that, that isn't that is the situation. Otherwise, you wouldn't have such thing as credit controllers and other people. But, yeah, they all they automatically think the money in their business bank account is their personal money, and it's not. No, it's not. No, <laughs> and, and that is a, that is a huge challenge. I know the other challenge for one or two well, companies I know even locally, um, energy costs. Like I know one one company very close to me, a retail shop, who's a twisty bill um for the for two months, I think it was a 
I think it was September, October, was 1,800. And the next two months was, was, was um, 5,000. And the next two periods, he reckons, are going to be seven and a half. And they said to him that he can pay it over 16 months or something like that. But as he said, you can't keep pushing something that far out. That's spreading the pain. That's the same as the that's the same as the fat warehousing. It is. You know, it's yeah. the exact same thing. You're just pushing it further down the line. They're all accumulating. You're just adding more to the debt that you have that eventually is going to have to be paid, and uh, it's all going to end in tears. I, I and they're not going to like as you said, eighteen hundred to five thousand. So that's an extra um, three thousand two hundred euros in cost. They're not going to. They haven't automatically got an extra three thousand two hundred euros in revenue. People, no, and, more people and, haven't come into the shop because the electricity price has gone up. No, and, and this individual even said he's already reduced his margins and his 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 product has gone up and what he buys. But if he puts up any more, those people are going to go to Little, to Dorms, to Tesco, and other places, and he will he will lose them and they probably won't come back. So he's on a fine line. And the the, the, the real question for him, really, when I was talking to him, is how long before it goes back to normal. If it goes back to normal, because that's his barometer. Because if this lasts under seven months or six months, that's three more energy bills that he has to push. Well, the only the only way potentially that it can go back to normal is where how we can address the uh, the energy crisis and the war in Ukraine uh, has caused a huge uh, increase in energy costs because of supply has been cut off and that kind of stuff. So if the war stops, that might abate it to some extent. But you're certainly looking at another 12 to 18 months before we see any uh, any downward pressure on, on those prices, I would have thought. Yeah, I would have thought so too. And, that's, and that in itself means that by next summer, we're going to see some companies really hurting and deciding what to do, which is great. On a lighter note, Mark, I have four final questions um, we ask a lot of people. Number one, not just in business or politics or anything, if you had a choice, who would you like to sit down for dinner with? If someone said, and you can pick anyone in the world, you can sit down, have a bit of lunch for two, maybe one or two hours, and have a chat. Who would it be? Do you think? Uh, Elon Elon Musk. Really? Yeah. Why? And, and why is that? Well, I think he's very straight. Probably too straight. He went in and beat the hell out of people in Twitter, but they had overstaffed themselves and they weren't making money, and so he's pretty straight talking. Uh, probably too straight talking for somebody in his position because anytime he says something that's on his mind, it causes a, a downward spike in his share prices. Oh, yeah. um, but he's very innovative. He's a seriously intelligent man. And I, he's very straight like me. You either love him or you like him. But um, I think he'd be an interesting character, character to sit down and talk to. Okay. The next one is, you two are the Beatles. Oh come on! Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> I I'd have to go. I'd have to go with my neighbours. Uh, you two, uh, right, they just okay. live over the hill here beside the office. So yeah, I'd have to go right, with those Okay. Ones. Indian or Chinese? Chinese. Okay. Now the last one can be very controversial and has ruined a few careers. A pepperoni pizza or a wine pizza with pineapple? <laughs> can I say chicken? Chicken with sweet corn? No. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we let you away with that. We let you away with that. <laughs> uh, people think pineapple. I think that, that, that they've disappeared now off the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Mark, it's been brilliant having a chat with you. Thanks very much. And once again, anyone that needs an accountant software package, 
when you know something about accountancy or you know nothing about accountancy whatsoever or bookkeeping or anything, big red, big red cloud is where you should go. And if yeah, well, we've got other we've got other features as well, Mark. We've got Big Red yeah. Web, which is simple and easy uh, website designer. And okay. if you're selling products, it's fully integrated with our Big Red Cloud. We've got Big Red Pay, which is a tap to pay. So if you've got a washing repair guy out on the road and he needs to get paid, it's literally a, it's a credit card uh, payment terminal, uh, very uh, low rates on it, but you get paid immediately on it. Um, we've, we're about to launch uh, Big Red Funding, which is a, a finance uh, collaborator. So if you're looking to for a business loan, um, whether it's for working capital or invoice discounting or a capital acquisition, you can go onto this site and it'll actually come back to you and say, well, these loans are, are available to you. And uh, we've partnered with a company called Plugged to give um, legal advice for 28 euros a month. So you, any contract you need, whether you're setting up a franchise, whether you need a um, share purchase agreement, a HR agreement, they're all there. If you need to lift the phone to a solicitor, it's uh, included in that. So we have a number of other features that uh, are in our family uh, other than just Big Red Cloud. But biggercloud.com um, is, is the website. I'm Mark at biggercloud.com if anyone wants to email me. And if you're looking for free training um, at no cost, fully certified on payroll accounts, uh, it's biggercloud.com forward slash training. Fantastic. Well, th thanks again, Mark, for your time. I really appreciate it. And hopefully we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Mark.